Hey there, Juan Morales here, and in today's episode, we're going to cover a very important point that most business owners and entrepreneurs know theoretically but do not apply as much as they should, and it's the idea of measuring everything. You want to measure results so you can track performance and you can improve your performance. Right off the bat, the moment you start measuring and tra tracking something, the performance goes up. If you have an employee and they're doing something and you tell them that you're going to measure what they do every week or whatever, that's going to improve their performance. Because if they're up till now, they, they haven't done it with any measurement, they're working basically on whims. They're working basically on whatever the expectation is and they're working enough to not get fired. But they're not really pushing on what they should be doing. But I've found that many founders run into this issue, especially with customer acquisition. No matter what your process is to acquire customers, you have to look at the numbers at every step of that process. Let's say, for example, that you get leads organically. Well, the first thing you should be doing is that every post that you put out there that has a link or every video that you put on YouTube or whatever the method is that you do should have a different tracking link for you. So you can figure out what's the video that really gets you the most clicks to go to your page. Additionally, every person that goes into that page, if they opt in to an email list or they opt in because they want something, you have to measure how many of those people are opting in. Once they opt in, and let's say that it's a call that you're booking with them or they're booking with you actually. So let's say they, they book that call with you and you want to check what the show up rate is to that. So there's always these metrics that you want to look at in your business. Now, I don't know what your particular business may look like, but I know that if you're in the business of acquiring customers, which all of us are in, you need to know for each one of those steps in the process, what are the numbers? But why do we look for that? Well, the reason that we want to see those numbers is because we want to see where the drop-off is. What's the point at which a big number becomes a little number because that shows us the current constraint that our whole acquisition system has. See, fixing something else won't move the needle at all because that constraint that we have there, wherever the number goes down, that's where the bottleneck is. And if we don't move that bottleneck somewhere else in the process, it doesn't matter what we do elsewhere. So what we want to look for is those variables that drop off because that means that there's room for improvement in that step and anything that we can do that can improve that step of the process makes the experience better for everybody and because it's a part of your customer acquisition process that just means that that's the reason why you weren't really getting the customers that you wanted because it wasn't that you needed to create more content necessarily it wasn't that you needed to create better content necessarily It wasn't any of those other things, but when the data speaks and you really listen to what it's saying, when it tells you that there's a drop-off in, let's say, step four of your process, well, you want to look at what happens in step four. How can you train people better at step four? How can you split test things that you can do on that same step so that you get an advantage? Most people never think of this. 
And they never think of this because they're stuck in the that's just the way things are mode of thinking. But the truth is, there's all kinds of upside leverage available to you for virtually no cost if you just start looking at your numbers and you find where that drop-off is. What's the part of the process that makes the number go down considerably? And then how can you make that number not go down as much? Does it require more staffing because it's taking too long and that's why it's dying down? Does it require better instructions because the people that are tasked with doing that don't really know how to do it so that's why it's not converting well? Do you need to give them templates? Do you need to give them procedures? Do you need to give them systems that they can use? Additional training? Whatever the story may be, there is a solution for it. You just have to look for what the problem really is. One of my mentors the other day posted something that said, most people that think they have a marketing problem don't really have a marketing problem. And it's because what they have is a lack of clients. And they believe that marketing is the problem that they're running up against. But the reality is, so many times you see people running into marketing thinking that's what the, the problem is. But the problem is that they don't have systems in place for running any of their business. They're not measuring any meaningful statistics or numbers that can really help them get the most out of what they're doing. And because they're not doing that, they're leaving all kinds of money on the table. And this especially happens when you're using organic traffic. Now when you're using paid traffic, I'm pretty sure that you're going to be tracking everything because you're putting money in there and you want to see the results and you don't want to waste any money. But when we do organic traffic, which is putting your link on YouTube, on a YouTube video that you uploaded, or putting the links on your blog or whatever, you still want to track the performance of those clicks and what happens to those people and how they behave and so on. Because it is only when you have that that you can make better decisions about what's working in your business and what isn't. And one of the things I find a lot, especially when I talk to one of my clients about this, is that they just don't have these things in place. They don't know what metrics to look for. They don't know what improvements are available to them. So it's key to your business to not only look at every step of the customer acquisition process. If you want to look at every step of the customer journey, the same thing happens, right? If you look at customer satisfaction, and you put it every step, right? The client shows up to the store, the client gets in the store, the client talks to the first sales rep. You can see all these numbers if you wanted to. And what you're looking for is the number that drops. Where does it drop? Can I fix that? And chances are, it'll always reveal something. Now, the critical part to know about this is that the constraint moves. It doesn't get solved. So what happens is, let's say, for example, we fixed the, the issue that there was a long waiting period. Let's say in step three of our process, there was a long waiting period for the clients to hear back from us. So we realized that it was a long waiting period and we fixed the constraint. So now it's taking half the time it used to take. We started implementing that. We got better performance and now we're getting more people to buy. But then that created a new problem. The constraint moved down the line. 
Right? Now, what happens is the delivery people, for example, and this is all a hypothetical, but let's say the delivery people now are overworked because they don't have the space if it's a shipping, a physical product thing. Right? Now there's more logistics involved because the volume went up considerably. So then that could be causing additional delays, let's say, for the end, end user. And because that can cause a decrease in satisfaction and an increase in refunds, that's the next thing that we fix. And once we fix that, then the constraint moves to somewhere else. But that's the power of using constraint thinking, which is, I mean, one of my favorite things. I'd like to thank Eli Goldratt, the master of the theory of constraints, uh, for creating amazing work on all of this stuff. And if you guys haven't seen it, check out a book called The Goal by Eli Goldratt. Amazing, amazing book. But you have to measure it. Because if you can't measure it, you don't really know what's happening. You don't really know what performance you're getting from your business. See, your business doesn't operate in good or bad. Your business operates in numbers. And you need to be looking at those numbers so you can make better decisions. That's it for me today. This is Juan Morales signing out. I'll see you on the next one.